You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It was actually Ian Bremmer's Twitter feed where I came across the meme of I'd like to cancel my subscription to 2021. I've experienced the free seven-day trial, and I'm not interested. Uh, I follow Ian Bremmer's Twitter feed on a fairly regular basis. We've had him on at the in the January of a year for years now, as usually he's got his global risk list out. I was fascinated by something Ian Bremmer um, had a while back on how there were a bunch of things that you know were likely going to happen anyway. They got sped up because of the coronavirus, and one of them is our crumbling relationship with China. But anyway, Ian Bremmer is indeed the president and founder of Eurasia Group, a political research, risk research and consulting firm that uh, consults all over the globe. And Ian joins us now. Uh, good morning or good day, sir. How are you? Happy 2021. Good to be back with you guys. Hope you're doing Thank well. you. It's it's always stimulating, and I will say the global risk list is incredibly thought-provoking this year, even by the standards of previous years, and we will get to that in a moment or two. Yeah, um, I was fascinated by your take on a lot of things that were going to happen anyway over a long time got sped up by the coronavirus. Can you give us an example of a couple of those? Sure. Uh, I mean, the U.S.-China confrontation, the lack of trust, uh, their growth, uh, all of that has been going on. The uh, the disruptions that have come from technology, both in terms of our lives and social media and the polarization that comes from that, but also in terms of people that aren't in the knowledge economy no longer having anything productive to contribute um, to capitalism and and the disenfranchisement that comes as a consequence. Uh, climate change uh, and, and the move uh, away from fossil fuels. I mean, all of these things trends that were coming accelerated dramatically yeah. on the back of coronavirus. 
One of the topics we talk about a lot around here, and it's it's difficult to predict, obviously, because change keeps uh, coming. But what's going to happen to American cities, commercial real estate uh, in the wake of the COVID thing? We have multiple friends in multiple industries who say not only do we not need office space anymore, we've seen our people's productivity surge. Yeah, um, there are a lot of uh, the CEOs I talk to of big companies uh, are all experimenting. Uh, so they will they'll try some hoteling and they don't, you know, where you get people to come, you know, in maybe two days, three days uh, a week. Uh, some of them trying, you know, virtual completely with a bunch of their teams. But let's keep in mind a couple of things. First of all, if you're a big bank and um, you're virtual completely and you lose big pieces of business to the guy that is down the street and out hustling you and sending his people in person, uh, you're not going to be virtual for much longer. That's number one. Uh, number two is uh, when your people are virtual and you used to be in New York City, uh, they may be equally productive, but you will no longer be willing to pay them New York City uh, rates, salaries. And if someone can do their job as easily um, an hour away, uh, they can probably do their job as easily in the Philippines. That's a very um, good point. Or in Brazil or in India. And, and I, I think we have to understand that the disruption that is coming from the virtualization, the disruption is coming from happening. And, of course, that's going to transform commercial real estate. But I don't think that's by anywhere close to the biggest thing that's coming. We're talking with Ian Bremmer. Before we get specifically to your risk list, I saw you tweet this yesterday, and I just want to know what you meant. You tweeted out, the business model of social media companies is incompatible with a healthy civil society. Explain that. Well, because the, the business model of social media um, is to maximize... Uh, the eyeball attention that they get in order to sell advertisements. And um, that means, and the way you do that is by productizing the user, you and me. And when, when you do that, the most effective way to do it is to polarize. The most effective way to do it is to let all the trolls on because you want to maximize the eyeballs. It's to have uh, more disinformation. The, the, it's not that Facebook um, doesn't care uh, about disinformation on their site. Actually, it's kind of intrinsic to their business model. It's not that Twitter doesn't care about trolls and bots on their site. It's intrinsic to their business model. It actually drives a lot more people. It drives a lot more eyeballs. So, it, it, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't continue to have them, but it means either the business model needs to change away from advertisement. You have to charge, you know, a fee for subscription. Uh, which would make it very different in terms of improving and enhancing the user experience is the first and foremost thing you're doing, and or you need to regulate it. But the model as it exists right now is antithetical to a healthy, functioning civil society, and we are experiencing that in a very big way in the United States. I, I personally truly believe that the vast majority of people that rioted and and stormed the Capitol just 48 hours ago believed a number of things about fundamental politics in the U.S. that were completely untrue. Oh, yeah, the poor just woman that got... Weaponized disinformation. The poor woman that got shot dead, I don't know if you went through her Twitter feed, but she, I mean, her, her news feed was different than mine. Right, and it strikes me in from your description that social media is pornographic in the in the broader sense, not just sexual pornography, 
pornography, but ideological pornography, just constant conflict, uh, anger, that sort of thing, because that's the most titillating. But having said that, and uh, and uh, having mentioned yesterday or the other day's uh, craziness, I know the Eurasia Group's top risk for 2021 was already the fact that uh, about half the country rejects the president of the United States. Um, uh, how do you think the recent events might have affected, uh, if you were rewriting the risk list, uh, your description of that risk? Man, I mean, the pushback that, that I got and we got in the 48 hours after we launched the risk report was how can coronavirus not be number one? And, and my response was pretty simple. I said, we've got vaccines for coronavirus, thank God. We don't have vaccines for polarization in the United States. Uh, all, all, all we have is more political pornography. All we have is people getting more divided. And uh, and I am disappointed with you guys that you threw out that political pornography thing and you didn't actually go any farther with the metaphor. Right? <laughs> usually, you guys are good for that kind of thing. I mean, Meet is, me for cocktails. I'll, 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 I'll go farther than you want. Hardcore. This is hardcore pornography. It's not the kind of thing you want your kids learning about. So... You know, and, and I, I also do think it is relevant that since we're getting back to the social media stuff, that um, that the the executives of these companies who want to maximize the time that we all spend on them, they they don't let their kids on these devices. Yeah, that's right? interesting. Isn't it? Could could anything be more they, telling they than that? No, they absolutely know. Yeah, yeah, that's a real problem. Oh gosh, your your third risk: climate net zero meets G zero. What? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm actually more optimistic right now about um, the planet being able to address climate change than I ever have been uh, in my life. The the election, which uh, because of coronavirus, no more Trump, he would have been reelected if it wasn't for the pandemic. In yep. my view, yep. you get Biden massive focus on climate as a consequence. Kerry is the most important appointment he has. All of the European stimulus is oriented towards sustainability on the back of coronavirus. That's a really big deal. The Chinese don't want to be left out. Xi Jinping moving in that direction. The new Japanese prime minister, same thing. We really are taking steps that make it more possible that we don't have three or four degrees centigrade of warming. That's a very big deal. But that's that's the net zero piece. It's less carbon into the atmosphere. But the G zero piece is we are living in a world that's incredibly political divided and doesn't have global leadership. It's not a G7 or a G20, it's a G0. And so what it means, I mean, for all of these years, you'd have people saying that if we could just focus on climate, we'd come together, right? We could all save the planet, we'll save the whales, we'll plant the trees. That's not gonna happen. There's actually gonna be a lot of competition and confrontation over climate, over who has the resources, who gets the resources, who dominates the new technologies for energy. I mean, you know, the United States has, over the last 10 years, worked hard to become energy independent in oil and gas. Now that we're getting away from fossil fuels and we're focusing on things like solar and wind and the rare earth metals we need for electric vehicles and their batteries, you know who dominates all of that? China. All of it. And they're putting a lot of money in. And this is actually going to drive much more confrontation between the Americans and the Chinese. So you've got net zero, which is positive. You've got G zero, which is negative, And they're coming together. 
Uh, you have U.S.-China uh, tensions uh, as number four, and we could talk yeah. all day about that, and I'm fascinated with that whole story. Jumping around a little bit, I just wondered, you've got uh, the cyber tipping point um, on here. I'm wondering, you know, we had that big attack recently. At what point does a big cyber attack start getting treated like a military attack and responded, uh, you know, in, in the same way? Well, not when it involves only espionage, when it involves uh, the Russians inside uh, all of our institutions and stealing information. And part of the reason for that is because we do that to them. So that's already going on. I mean, how good the, at it? How, how good at it are we? Are we are are we better than everybody else, or at least as good as China and and uh, and Russia and everybody else? Well, we never admit this stuff, but whenever you have the conversations with the people that truly do understand it um, inside the U.S. government, uh, they they certainly are not bashful about American offensive capabilities. The problem is that we don't have defensive capabilities, and that's being shown to be the case on a daily basis. And we also don't have much capability to deter. Um, and so it's not like, you know, mutually assured destruction where the Americans mm-hmm. and the Soviets had all the nukes, but we knew that if we used one, it could blow up the world. I mean, here, the Americans, the Russians, the Chinese dominate cyber offensive capabilities, but we can't prevent each other from using them against each other. And, and when it would become a war, is not the kind of attacks that you've seen in the last weeks announced, but rather you remember the attack on Ukraine a couple of years ago that was the reverse engineered, the not Petya attack, that was a reverse engineered NSA uh, malware, piece of malware. And that wasn't espionage. That was actually going in and breaking critical infrastructure in Ukraine. And then it got out of Ukraine and cost billions of dollars of damage for companies like FedEx Europe and Maersk and others. Um, if that were to happen at scale, uh, I think that could lead to escalation where a lot of people could die. That's that is, And that is certainly becoming a greater danger over time because that Russian attack on Ukraine wasn't meant to get outside of Ukraine. It just did. Mm. And so the lack of deterrence also means there's a lot of danger when you're operating this stuff. Ian Bremmer is the president and founder of Eurasia Group. The uh, global risks list for 2021 is out. Ian, if I were to go back to grad school, uh, number one, I'd yell at the professors and call them Marxists and be expelled immediately. Uh, but if somehow they tolerated me and kept me there, I, I would love to study uh, Central and South America and and why it hasn't emerged as a uh, an economic and political power and I, I keep waiting for it i keep waiting for the us to really turn its attention to our neighbors um and i know that uh that latin america is on your list of risks what's going on there well you know uh it's not like latin america is not growing and uh, a robust middle class across latin america particularly brazil the largest economy truly has been a success story um but uh, a lot of mismanagement and a lot of frustration as their middle classes get bigger that um, that their uh, their services aren't very good, that the kind of social contract that a lot of people come to expect, whether it's, uh, you know, good mass transit or effective policing or education that is affordable and high quality, they don't have these things. And coronavirus is making life a lot worse for them because in the United States, we're going to roll out these vaccines this year. And once we get 10% of the population vaccinated, our mortality rate's gonna go down by 90%. That's gonna happen by the end of first quarter. That's a big deal. That doesn't happen in Latin America until later in the year, and in some cases next year. So they're gonna have 
big impact on that. Still, like, major new waves of coronavirus, a lot of people dying. But they can't shut down the economies because they don't have the fiscal flexibility to pay for lockdowns the way we do in the United States or in Europe and Japan. And so, you know, what happens when that occurs is that the existing governments, whoever they are, left wing or right wing, are blamed. And so you get this whipsaw in anger on the streets spilling out that's happened in the last year in Chile and in Peru could be a lot broader across Latin America. And I was very concerned that in Brazil just two days ago, the Brazilian president Bolsonaro was pointing to what happened in the United States in our capital and said, this could happen in Brazil. And here's a guy that is absolutely prepared to weaponize using social media disinformation and claim that he has won the election if he doesn't. And, and you could easily see what played out in the United States play out in Brazil with a lot more violence. Biggest economy in South America. Welcome to 2021. Ian Bremer of Eurasia Group, the top risks of 2021. It's always fun. Let's uh, talk again soon, and, and we'll try to be uh, more outrageous and entertain you better. I appreciate that, gents. Uh, call whenever. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks. Uh, feel, I got, feel like we bored the great man. I got some comments on <laughs> serious some, times. Damn it! I got some comments on some of that stuff, but we got to take a break. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited time eleven month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at five point two five percent APY. It's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org/cb for details. Offer expires May thirty first, twenty twenty four. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. Five hundred dollars minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.